All right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze podcast. Lucky episode number 13. This is Marlo at MarloJR on Twitter. As always, I am joined by my co-host Casey. Casey, summer is finally here. We made it. Made it. <laughs> we're recording this on Memorial Day. Uh, so shout out to all the vets out there. Uh, Casey, did you do anything special for this this weekend? I uh, just some some cooking out and uh, yard work. A lot of lot of yard work. Uh, I don't. Do you have a Do you have a yard, Marlo? I do me. not. I have do a not. I have a balcony. Okay. Well, That's I my outdoor uh, space for today. Normally, I I like the yard. I like spending time there. But this weekend, since we didn't have a spring, all the yard work was condensed into this weekend. And on top of that, I. Uh, talked myself into uh, building new garden boxes for uh, for our yard so all of these things the annual upkeep of the yard building the garden boxes was uh, condensed into this weekend and i attempted to get it all done and i am exhausted (laughs) casey so domesticated oh yeah making boxes and yard work it is it is in a uh shape of a w though so oh there we go wow not even it's not even just a box it's a Oh, you get fancy. I didn't know you can do that. Oh yeah. It's uh it's on brand. Let's say. <laughs> yeah, speaking of on brand, all this weekend. So I went up to over the border or up to Wisconsin, uh the Madison area this weekend. Okay. And I went to full Wisconsin this weekend. Nice. Uh I did everything. I did a little bit of everything. I, you know, had some brandy old fashions. Oh, che- uh, brand new fashions had some cheese curds, <laughs> many cheese curds. Bought some new Badger shirts because Lord knows that I need more of those. Yes, uh, <laughs> uh, I stopped by the origin of this podcast, uh, one thirty two Breeze House. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so yeah, I put it out there on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Kind of the a lot of people or people have been asking why why we name our podcast one thirty two Breeze. So you know, go to Facebook, go to our page, check it out. Let you know all about it. Yeah. Um, was out on the farm doing hard labor Ooh. in in the hot sun. Uh, it's, uh, that was fun, and <laughs> the in laws put you. Oh yeah, so, yeah. So my wife has their her father has a uh, Memorial Day party every year on, okay. on, on their farm, um, and so everyone comes over there. So the day before, well, I guess they get ready all week, but so we pitch in a hand the day before, and yeah, they put us to work. A lot of <laughs> a lot of hard labor going on on the farm. Did you have to uh, hammer in any fence posts or anything? I know that's uh, caused some injuries in the past. <laughs> you would bring that up. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I guess we have to bring up. The, I have to tell the full story about that now. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to. Just I just was concerned. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's just say I've had an accident or two while putting in a fence <laughs> that may involve stitches in my head. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, no fence, no putting in fences uh, this time. A lot of, um, a lot of landscape work. Okay. Um, had to put up a bouncy house. There's a big bouncy house for the kids, and yeah, a lot of cleaning and stuff that day. Okay. Too. So, wow. did that. Also went to a tractor pull. Oh wow! Have you been to a tractor pull, Casey? I uh, I don't think since high school I've been to a tractor pull. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. So tractor pulls in Wisconsin are pretty <laughs> awesome because there's a rivalry between John Deere and the red one. I forget what the red one is. Um, yeah, and so every, I 
it's it's almost like Bears Packers rivalry. Like you have to take a side, and yeah. you yeah you ride or die with it. So I, I guess the crowd that I was at was the mostly the red, um, and really my niece was the only one screwed, <laughs> cheering for the John Deere's. But yeah, it was really. It was, I mean, the track pools. It's well, interesting. I want to know the origin of them, but yeah, it's a, it's it's something for sure. I'm trying yeah, to. Say. That's all it's you can red, say. I think the red. I think the red one is Case. Maybe I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I don't know it well enough to to know the the background. But yeah, it's definitely something to uh, a rivalry, a, a competition that you have here in Wisconsin in in the uh, rural areas for sure. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, it's you know, very loud. They're pulling this thing behind them and <laughs> I quite honestly I don't I don't I mean I didn't get it at first. I think it's the th- second or third year I've gone to the tractor pull. Uh, you know, all I know is they try to go f- they try to go far in some dirt and after a while you get really into it, you know. <laughs> but it, it, it definitely takes some lubing up, yeah. so to say, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, that was it. That was uh yeah, that was my weekend. Wow. Went went all in all in Wisconsin. Nice. Always yeah. good to do that every once in a while. Yeah. Every once in a while. So uh one thing I, I failed to mention is yesterday we were at a cookout at uh my wife's aunt and uncle's and we came home and couldn't find our dog. Uh oh. And we went ran upstairs, ran downstairs, couldn't find him, and then for some reason I decided to look our lawn in our laundry room, which was in the basement. <laughs> And he had somehow closed himself into the laundry room in the dark and pooped at some point and then paced back and forth or ran back and forth, scrambled back and forth all over the laundry that was down there and all over the floor. So oh, no. that was great to <laughs> come home and uh, still we're still cleaning up. So uh, I don't know. I can't I still for the life of me can't figure out how he did how he managed to do that. So. He's either he's either a super smart dog or not that intelligent. He's usually pretty. He's usually I don't even. He doesn't come downstairs. I just I can't for the life of me figure out how he even closed the door because we have you know some doors that kind of you know they rest a little crooked or whatever and they close yeah. kind of on their own. This one's fine. I, I cannot figure it out. But who knows how long he was trapped in there? Poor dog. But then he you know poor guy. But you were up. You were able to save him. Yeah, he's all right. He's all right. Yeah. Still still getting over it. I think, but uh, he'll be all right. Man, so that was a great cap off to, I guess, middle of our Memorial Day weekend. All right. Uh, one last thing on Wisconsin and before we get into the NBA finals, um, I had no less than 50 brats this weekend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all going to up on that. Um, so now that summer's here, we are finally towards the or we're in the end of oh no we are as of end of tonight by the time you hear this we'll be at the end of the conference finals yeah so that means summer is here I guess we'll start with the one that we we know the uh, the conclusion to the Cavaliers Celtics uh, okay, going to last week they'll go three two Cavs tied up at home and then we had Game Seven last night. Yeah, game seven, Boston. Boston was ten and zero in the playoffs at home, um, and they they didn't hold serve, as you said. Uh, Cleveland one eighty seven seventy nine. If you haven't seen it, uh, so now we get two more weeks of LeBron versus MJ. <laughs> yeah, even more. Well, especially so. Yeah, a lot of a lot of LeBron versus MJ. According to according to um, 
according to Mac, Mark Johnson, uh, LeBron has already won a championship because his quote was that if LeBron brings this team to the finals, he it should be weighed higher than winning a championship with any other team. That doesn't make any sense. No. So Le- <laughs> but LeBron has a, he now made he now made a final with this team. He has another championship already and is going for a second one in the same year. Uh, but LeBron was LeBron in Game Seven. You can't really take anything away from it. It wasn't a really good Game Seven. No, I'll throw it out there on on either side. But uh, you can't say LeBron willed his team to that win. Yeah, and he was he was amazing for sure. Yeah, absolutely played, uh, played all forty eight minutes. Uh, I think his line was thirty five, fifteen, and nine. Uh, and I thought what was really interesting about this series to me is how uh, Cleveland just slowed down the pace and and played more of a defensive style game and they were able to control the pace of the game. I thought. Yeah, exactly. And I thought for for a while, I thought that was going to be Boston's game to win because of the pace, because of the right. way it was played. Um, but I think, the, I think the moment got too big for the Celtics players. Yeah. Uh, towards the end there, it just looked like they were kind of just jacking things up, you know, hoping, trying to will things in instead of playing their game. Of, of really like team basketball what got them there so I think I mean besides Tatum who is kind of scary how good he's played in these moments yeah uh, so I think he's gonna be pretty good he's, for to come like that dunk on LeBron uh, in a critical moment was pretty 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 exciting yeah I for a moment I thought that would if the Celtics had one week that would have been looking back at that being kind of a changing of the guard type moment yeah uh, obviously, it didn't turn out like that because uh, the Celtics forgot to make shots. <laughs> they definitely did. <laughs> and I've I've heard this. Uh, I'm, I'm not a basketball expert per se, but uh, I heard that I- you need to make shots to win a basketball game. So they forgot to do that. Went seven of thirty nine from three, which is a paltry eighteen uh, percent. All, all you, I guess I should say all playoffs. I didn't really watch much of them during the regular season. Their role players showed up at home, and that happened until it didn't, and it didn't last night with uh, Rozier, Smart, and Morris going like a combined uh, seven for thirty or seven for forty or something terrible. It was awful. Seven for forty. <laughs> yeah, that was atrocious. It was so bad. Uh, but that closes that closes the book on the Celtics season. Yeah, LeBron's going to the finals for the eighth year in a row. That is that is something else. I think you know, not to compare LeBron and MJ, but I'm going to compare them. Uh, <laughs> you know, MJ has the six titles, yep. and that's kind of the go-to like yeah stat of his. Like number one, first line of the resume is six titles. I think LeBron now has. A number one line. Mm-hmm. I guess seven was impressive, and that might have been it too, but eight straight in a row is fine. It's him and Ag- Bill Walton. Again, he didn't take two years off to go play baseball in the middle of it, so I don't even know why that's a big deal, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> eight, eight straight in a row is, I think, one line one on his resume now, and it's it's a real achievement. And yeah. I, I'd have to say, Marlo, I did, you know, as much as we talk, or pretend we don't talk about LeBron versus MJ, <laughs> but then talk about LeBron versus MJ. I... <laughs> I sat back in this game and I, I had a feeling that LeBron was going to be it was going to be a LeBron game, right? And I was like, I'm just going to enjoy this. I I normally am you know rude against LeBron for the MJ LeBron thing, and and I'm like, I'm just going to watch this and try and enjoy it. And it was, I was 
this is gonna sound, it was obviously more enjoyable to do that because I was attempting <laughs> to and I was I was able to and just kind of like witness the greatness that LeBron is and not have to try and compare it. So yeah, I have a real hard time doing that normally. I always kind of pick a side and whatever side I'm on, I, I can't help but root for that. Um, but I tried to be kind of that neutral observer and just enjoy what LeBron did, and it was uh, something else. Yeah, I mean, obviously I was rooting against him from the tip-off, yeah. so I didn't have that same experience of, of sitting back enjoying it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you can't, t- you can't take it away. Like, eight in a row, there are, you know, if you were a freshman in high school, you were now graduating college, but knowing nothing but LeBron in the finals. Yeah, the last time LeBron wasn't in the finals, Jason Tatum was 12. Yeah, that's so ridiculous. So, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Uh, it's so crazy. Yeah, it's so crazy. And then LeBron, he seems to be getting like meaner and meaner in his older age. Yeah. He's doing a lot of mean mugging faces towards the end of games right now, just staring at people. He has a really scary face, too. <laughs> the whole, like, pumping his two-handed pump the chest and just looking mean, so. Yeah, I think there was one point where he blocked... And by blocked, I mean fouled yeah. uh, Rozier as he went up for a dunk and then just stayed at the end of the court. Yep. I think half of that was just being tired and knowing he didn't need to get down on offense. But And I think half of it was just like, I'm showing up this entire arena and this entire city by standing here and just accepting the booze as I as I wait. It was a pretty cool moment. Yeah, well. But you know, definitely, a me- definitely a mean mugging moment, though. Yeah. You know, kids need to hustle back on defense, just so you know. <laughs> Don't be like LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, LeBron's going. LeBron's going on. Yeah. Um, either the Warriors or Rockets are going on tonight. That is going to be tipping off as we record here. Yeah. Uh, but going, you know, back within the week, the the Warriors took the lead in this series, which went against everything that I had talked about. Right. Um, I had a lot of takes in this series that had gone completely wrong. <laughs> Yeah. One was the Warriors winning at five. It looked like it was going to happen. And then all of a sudden they lost those two in a row. And, you know, I thought, oh, this might be over. I think the Warriors, I, I said after they went down, Warriors can still come back and win it. Obviously their margin of error is just now zero. Right. Um, so I don't know. I guess the question, I guess the question was what the hell happened to the Warriors? Yeah, it was really strange. They, uh, two games in a row had big third quarter leads like they normally get. And then in the fourth quarter, they just stopped scoring, which was is very unwarriors esque. Yeah. Uh, I think a little bit of it was they have a short rotation with Iguodala out, and um, I feel like they're not moving the ball as much, and it's just resting on KD to try and back down a smaller defender and then shoot a twenty foot jumper. Yeah, That's, that seems to be their offense. Yeah, it's weird. I gave KD so much love last time. That he could just do whatever he wanted, and then the, the two, the three games between, he just stopped doing whatever he wanted. Especially was that game f- five where he had the chance to the ball in the end, in his hands at the end of the game, and he decided to pass it. Yeah, he passed it to Clay Thompson in the corner. Yeah, that was why didn't should have took that, and then he had a, he didn't have a good game after that. So sorry, Katie, curse you for. Yeah, you know, it was. Yeah, it's weird props. how he last year kind of stepped into that role and became kind of the guy on their team. And, you know, to take those shots to be the the decisive playmaker and then for whatever reason hasn't so far this year. Obviously, they won game game six to force a game seven here uh, tonight. So I still and I think both of us still expect them to win. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then when Chris Paul is out this game, he hurt himself at the end of uh, game five. Yeah, at the end of game five, uh, when they won to take a 3-2 lead. So he missed yeah. game six. Yep. And has uh, been ruled out tonight, which just seems like a very Chris Paul <laughs> thing to do. I mean... Yeah, this is shaping up to be a very Chris Paul slash Harden way to go out. Yeah, the, just seems plagued by either before it was kind of not playing well in big situations, and finally he's playing well in a conference final, has a chance to move on, uh, and, and then gets hurt. And it's just, of course, this happens to Chris Paul. Yeah, <laughs> and as we say that, the, the, the Rockets are probably going to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then everything we say, just like last week in the series, will be wrong. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Again, it's going to. Uh, it's either going to be a here we go again. As far as you know, the Harding and Chris Paul goes, yeah, or it's going to be Harden finally finds a way. We'll see what the headline is tomorrow when you're listening to this. Yeah, when, when all of you already know. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> do you have any? Who do you want to see against? Who do you want? I mean, do you still want to see the Warriors versus LeBron? Yeah, or, I still. Yeah, I just I like watching uh, the way they play uh, when they're playing the way that they play uh, when they're moving the ball and just jacking up threes and. KD's being unstoppable. That's the, some of the most fun basketball that I I watch. So I want to see that more. And yeah. if we, we want to take an anti-LeBron stance, <laughs> yeah. I think they have a better chance of beating. Well, let me, I don't want to make predictions. Yeah. So I, <laughs> saying all this, <laughs> I think Warriors have a better chance of beating uh, LeBron in a series than Houston does, just because of kind of the things we talked about with the doubts that we have in Houston in Game Seven. I would have similar things in Houston in a final series. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to. I want. I want to see rivalries, and obviously, this LeBron versus the Warriors is becoming a rivalry. And I, I love that it's not the Cavs versus Warriors being a rivalry. It's LeBron versus the Warriors. Yeah, uh, I saw. I saw this thing uh, of most finals appearances by uh, in the NBA, and it was like Celtics twenty one, Lakers twenty one, LeBron nine, and then like. <laughs> I don't know, whoever at nine, like some yeah. other franchise at nine, and it was like because he's his career split, it doesn't count or something. I don't know, but it was pretty funny. Uh, going into the other sport that's going on right now, now that we're in the in the summer, uh, yeah. the, the talk NH- about some ice hockey. Oh, <laughs> ice hockey! Uh, NHL. First off, first and foremost, the Cavs did it. Yeah, they made it. I think both of us said that wasn't going to happen. So once again, <laughs> great expert. Picking by us. <laughs> yeah, so the Cavs made it. So that doesn't didn't completely mess up your hockey pyramid. Yeah, it's a little bit a little bit more favorable, but yeah, not great. Yeah, uh, and with that said, with the Cavs being in and the uh, the Vegas Knights, uh, I think I have a team now yeah. for the finals. I think I'm going to go with Vegas. Oh wow! Yeah. It just sounds fun. I, the more I thought about it, the more I thought, if I'm going to root for a team, why not root for a team where it's not jumping on a bandwagon because there's no bandwagon yet. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> everybody's a bandwagon. Yeah, everyone's a bandwagon. So so yours. I might as well go on it for uh, for the season. I think. Yeah, I also kind of see what happens if they have a parade for a Vegas team in Vegas. Oh. I didn't think of that. That'd be cool. <laughs> it has to go down the strip. That'd right. Be- it has to. Right. So oh, that's, that's that that's, that's kind of the real reason I want to see that. <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, well, I think I've consulted my pyramid, and I think I have to root for the Capitals. Uh, I think that. So what's 
the better story here, if you kind of think about a narrative, is is it Washington kind of exercising the the demons and Ovechkin finally winning, or is it an expansion team coming and winning uh, the Stanley Cup? What's a better like narrative for the for the NHL for the sport? I think for the sport, it'd be Ovechkin winning because you know you need to market stars. Yeah, and having one of your stars uh, with the Stanley Cup, especially one that's gone through what he's gone through, is at times has been you know called the best player in the game, mm-hmm. but hasn't reached this this moment, let alone actually winning a championship. Yeah. So I think for the actual sport of hockey, if I was you know in the in the offices in the marketing department or something, I'd be like yeah. I'd be rooting for the Caps all the way. Yeah, I think it's. I agree. Uh, I think it for. I guess a hockey fan or, or for people who are, are following hockey, it's a better story. But I think like if you're a casual, like, I don't know, you don't, you don't follow hockey at all. You don't know. Maybe you don't even know who Vetchkin is. You maybe you know who like Sidney Crosby is and that's the only hockey player, you know, I think Vegas is a better story for those. So for those not even casual fans, but whatever the next level is beyond that. Uh, but if you're even a casual fan or, or more diehard, I think, Caps are a better story. So, yeah. To answer right. my own, to answer my own question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So you you have are you taking you're rooting for the Caps? But are I'm you rooting take, for the Caps? Are you taking the Caps in the series? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just rooting for I'm rooting for for Vegas. Uh, for reasons. I do I the idea of. Of the parade in Vegas, though, is is very a very enticing reason to want to root for them. Though I, I think that's funny. <laughs> All right, well, that series that starts that's actually going on right now as well yeah. while we record. So, um, again, <laughs> you'll, have you'll know, you'll, you'll know, what's you'll know, game. you'll know game one uh, when you're listening to this. All right, well, getting off of hockey, uh, getting off of playoffs, getting in. Um, I guess this is our well, this is our gossip section. Sure, uh, we have one th- our the podcast celebrity couple update. Of okay. course, on on Anna and Aaron and Danica are back at it in the news. So <laughs> this this came out this week about I guess Danica was on some radio show, but she gave the story about how Aaron and and they met. Did you hear about this, Casey? No, I didn't. Okay. I will. I will. I'll. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll, I'll give you some nonsense. Okay. Yeah, tell me and the listeners. I'll how they let met. you know. I'll let you. So apparently they met back at the ESPYS. Go. F- yeah. Surprise. In 2012. Okay. Um, where they had talked to each other at the ESPYS, and Aaron slipped Danica his email address, <laughs> not a phone number, not just just an email, a, a little slide of the email, and that's how they started their communications. Oh. Um, but Danica wanted to make sure that everyone knows that they started talking the phone eventually, but oh, doesn't good. give a timeline of that. But that's how it all went down. Aaron just slid slid over his email address. <laughs> so, with that said, this is 2012. Okay, is that a smooth or a power it's, play by Aaron, or is he just an asshole for just giving the email address and you know keeping on the DL? I'm interested in how he like gave her. <laughs> Like, did he, like, have a napkin and wrote his email address out on the napkin? You know, yeah. 
at hotmail.com or whatever. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it was in 2012. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think you make a good point. I, I would like, she didn't go into it, or at least it's not in this article, about how they got to that point yeah. of, you know, exchanging some sort of communications. You know, what were they talking about? All that stuff. I I would love to see how that went down. Because in 2012, wasn't she, wasn't he with Mun at that point? I didn't do the research. I, don't th- I probably should have. I I don't think so. No. Uh, not yet. It seemed, that feels more recent than 2012. I don't okay. know that to be for sure. All right. Um, but what? if he if he was yeah oof, uh, giving people your <laughs> secret email address <laughs> yeah so but I, so in my head I even if they weren't together at that point if you slip someone an email address and then on the other side of the Mun relationship you end up with Danica and they keep she keeps using this line that oh we stayed friends throughout yeah what kind of, what kind of friends were you. <laughs> I think there's a little yeah, different well, level email. of friends. Yeah, email. email friends. We were pen pals. Yeah, we sent emails back and forth. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean... Yeah, I, I think it sounds a little awkward. I don't know. I think... I mean, if you're a famous person, you're meeting other famous people. It's not like... I don't know. Do you just be like, hey, give me your digits. I'm going to text you or something. But I think there's a little <laughs> bit more of like a... Uh, we're both famous. Let's, you know, my people will talk to your people kind of thing to it. I don't uh-uh. know. But it's awkward. And uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is a little awkward. I don't know. This whole thing's a little weird to me. <laughs> this, this, that, I know so much about their relationship. Like when he dated Olivia Munn, like, sure, she's a famous uh, person and he's famous. And I, you know, know that they're dating. But I didn't like hear interviews about what they were doing or how they met. And just, ah, it's so yeah, weird. A lot of going out there. Yeah, Dennis is really soaking up the spotlight. Um, but I, I can't. Yeah, I, I'm so torn on this. I, I feel like there was some dirt going on, and and, De- and Aaron was trying to keep it on the DL. That's why I slipped the email. And yeah, and, and now we're here. So I do enjoy how squirmy you get every time we talk about Aaron. Yeah, and it's, it's, great. <laughs> it's probably my favorite part. I would if so, we both been kind of out of the the dating game for a while do people so fellow fans do people slip the email address their email address to people is that a thing that people do yeah i think that would be great in hindsight like (laughs) you know i don't know maybe yeah is it email or did you slip the number and you start texting i always thought that was a lot i thought you guys i thought everyone texts now but i don't know like you said been out the game for a little long if our listeners can let us know, yeah, please do. Is that a, a common thing? Maybe we're just we're just out of it, and we don't we don't know how the kids do it these days. Yeah, <laughs> we're just way out of it. But it's not like those two; those two are like our age. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, well, the saga continues with our the one thirty two breeze couple, <laughs> <laughs> Aaron and Danica. Uh, I'm sure we'll hear more as the summer of love continues, or as the senior season gets near. Yeah. And Danica's Danica's retiring. She had her last race. At, yeah, at Indy, Indy 500. She crashed out in yeah. uh, like 30th or something like that. I actually watched the Indy 500. Did you watch it? No, all? no. I was too busy. That was well, Sunday, right? Yeah, I was too busy yeah. in like the bounce house where oh, I almost okay. broke my ankle. By the way, wow, careful in jumping house. around in a bouncy house. Uh, yeah. So I guess I should say I watched it. Uh, so it was on, and then I, I was kind of following along, and then uh, for the last ten laps, I watched because I don't. What are you watching before then? Like what? Yeah. Is, what's the? 
what are you looking for? I don't, I don't understand. And then, so the guy who was in first with ten laps uh, to go ended up winning. Uh, Will Power, great race name, great racer name. Uh, but I, it's a, it's a spectacle, and I, I like watching it for, for that spectacle. It's probably, I think I watched that and the Daytona Five Hundred are the only two races that I know are on when they're on, <laughs> and then watch the last ten laps and see if something happens. And that was IndyCar talk. Yeah, <laughs> damn, you crashed. That's how I got on that. <laughs> All right, um, we're going to move into our mailbag section. Um, we have a couple questions here from our fellow fans. Again, you can submit them through Twitter, Facebook, uh, however you like. Right, you can go on our website and send us a message as well, 132prees.com. Our first one comes from, actually, give a shout-out to, this, is, this comes from Dale, who I believe is our super fellow fan of last week. I saw him all over our Facebook Uh Given love. So shout out. Uh, he asks, uh, the All Blacks recently did a haka for Kirk Penny for his retirement. What Badgers have you seen rise to fame outside of UW Umbrella that you've seen celebrated in other organizations? And who are you most proud of as a fellow Badger alum? Um, so I think the f- first part of this question uh rise of fame outside of the uw umbrella i i mean there's some names to pick from i think you got if you want to i mean well, we always count them um russell wilson mm-hmm. uh yeah jj watt doing things out there uh i'm mean, not to say anything but michael finley he's don't, don't want to forget about him yeah um but he's you know he's obviously a little a little before our time uh but i mean i think you have to go with jj watt Mm-hmm. And he's done obviously some some great things, especially recently. Uh, and he's really been you know he's really been taken in by the country outside of UW as well. Yeah, I I agree. I think uh, you know with the hurricane uh, fundraising that he did, uh, the with the recent um, shootings down there where he offered to pay for the funerals, uh, that kind of public uh philanthropy has been has been really great to see uh he was just at a houston rockets game with jt i mean that's pretty cool being friends with jt um (laughs) (laughs) but he yeah he seems like he's he's just seems like a really good dude doing really good things and being a, a really good leader out there uh from from wisconsin and the second part of the question who are you most proud of uh as a fellow badger alum that's really, I mean, that's really tough. There's, there's so much out there. And I think, you know, he could be a, you know, a sports player. Obviously, there's a lot of, there's a lot in the sports world. Mm-hmm. I would really like to look at, um, you know, someone outside of that. I mean, specifically for me, like in the business world, uh, I was, you know, I work in, outside of this podcast, I work in the uh, in the start. I've been working in the startup world, and you always hear about the people from Stanford and Harvard and all that good stuff. You know, starting uh, starting businesses and making millions of dollars and cashing out and all that stuff. And I would really like to see one of those come from Wisconsin at one point. Um, I, I know we do have a lot of execs and CEOs at large established companies, and that's mm-hmm. um, and, th- and that's good. Don't get me wrong, but I really would like to see that you know that little that new sexy. Uh, CEO startup that takes something public or sells for a you know couple billion dollars that'd be fun. Yeah, how much? Uh, 
Is our podcast up for sale? <laughs> it's for sale for a couple <laughs> billion dollars. Let us know. Yeah. Looking at you, Bezo. Jump yeah. on it now. <laughs> our next question comes from Jordan. And he asks, yeah. what would happen if esports allowed fighting like hockey? <laughs> uh, it'd be a disaster. <laughs> it'd be so fun. So they'd have to take their headsets off, right? Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> you know, if maybe like a wrist protector type thing. So don't get carpal tunnel things. Get up. They charge across the stage or whatever they're, they're standing at. They don't know how to fight. So yeah. it'd just be, it'd be terrible. Uh, so I think that's what would happen. It would be really embarrassing. And I think fighting only works in hockey. Yeah. Like, it doesn't work in any other sport. Uh, I think, you know, in hockey, they're on skates, so you're kind of, at least I'm unbalanced when I'm skates. I can't imagine trying to punch. I don't know how much, you know, force I could get behind that. Um, they have, like, a crap ton of pads on. You know, players kind of understand the rules of fighting. Like, you keep fighting, and then when somebody falls down, you stop. The refs come in, that sort of thing. Like, there's established yeah. rules for fighting. In the other sport, when there's fighting, like, in football, somebody, like, tries to punch somebody, and they punch their helmet because the, their helmet's not on. Yeah. Baseball, there's, like, scrums where people are, like, pushing and pulling each other all the time. It, like, doesn't work in any other sport Except for hockey. So <laughs> yeah. And it's because sports- hockey, under- like you said, they understand the rules. Like yeah. you throw your gloves off, you take your helmet off, and yeah. we go. Like you said, in football, I think it's so dumb. It's so <laughs> stupid where they start fights. And they always keep their stuff on. And like people are, people are swinging with their hands. Yeah. Mind you, these hands, most of them, because it's mostly like wide receivers and stuff. Yeah, and D-bags. Doing, yeah, and D-bags. Who are like, their hands are worth a lot of money, <laughs> and they're swinging at helmets. Doesn't make sense. Basketball players just slap each other. They're just slap yeah. box. There's never. I don't know. When's the last real fight? The the Maylam when they're fighting against fans, and that's <laughs> <laughs> like oh, a good one. And yeah, yeah so yeah, hockey gets it. So esports, it would be. I think it'd be entertaining. I would. <laughs> if you told me that a fight was going to happen, I would. I'd pay to watch that one. But I think it'd be the only one because it'd be like you'd. Be, it'd be disappointing. But at least I could say yeah. I was there. Yeah, it would. <laughs> I think it'd just be embarrassing for everyone involved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That was a good one. Thanks, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> Next one. So what former Badger do you, do the Bucks need more? We got John Lure or Frank Kaminsky. I'm going to change this. Okay. It's, we'll just say if you're going to start, if you're going to start, if you're going to start a basketball team, and you had to start at this position. Are you taking John Moore or Frank Kaminsky? Oh, I think Frank Kaminsky is a better, better yeah. basketball player. You think so? Oh yeah, yeah. He's younger. He uh, can play somewhat of defense. Has somewhat of an outside shot. Maybe I'm misremembering John Lure's, uh ability to play because he was on the Bucks before. <laughs> yeah, and true. I remember him not being that effective as a professional. Um. I always think the same thing, and then I realize like John's still in the league. Yeah, and he he signed for some big contracts too, <laughs> and so every time he's on, I kind of I watch and I'm I'm I do the same thing. Like I don't get it. I don't remember you being like, you know, being able to the type of player that's been in the league for like that. Um, so yeah, I think it's a good question. I, I guess I would take Frank as well, but no. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back. I'll take John. Okay. I'm gonna take Lure. 
But for, with Frank, you get the whole social media empire that he has That's now. True. Just... That's true. Do I want that on my team? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I imagine John Lure is a quieter personality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, uh, I forgot John Lure was already was already in the Bucks. So yeah. you already saw that. So obviously you take Frank on the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think right now. So I went off the board on this. Okay. Uh, w- Go for it. The Bucks need somebody who can shoot. They got enough six ten, six eleven guys with long wingspans. Uh, they need Koenig. They need Bronson Koenig. Somebody <laughs> uh-huh. to spread the floor, shoot threes. Sign up. They they signed they him to. Him. A, they had yeah. Him. They had him on. A, a 10-day contract, I think, yeah. a 10-day contract or, or what have you. Uh, I don't know what, why that didn't work out. I mean, I can't imagine that Della Vidova is that much more. I mean, we're paying Della Vidova real dollars. Uh, when I, th- I feel like Kinnick could do could do that hustle and, and shoot because Della Vidova can't do that. So I, t- I take Koenig. But you're right, okay. they did have him and they... they Chose no, to, but I agree. I thought he was gonna. I thought if any, he would, if any team he was gonna make that one, I was really yeah. surprised when he, you know, because at the very least he can he can shoot. Yeah, which for sure. Is, I heard is pretty good for basketball. Yeah, <laughs> that's the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that's it for the mailbag. Again, go ahead, uh, send in your questions for next week. We'll try to get at them. Um, so a little, little badger news for you, Casey Yeah, and everybody got to get your calendars ready. Yeah. Uh, because Wisconsin has scheduled a home, a home and home with Pittsburgh Ooh. in 2026 and 2027, <laughs> September 19th and September 11th. Do they even make calendars that far? Like, can I go I, out and buy a calendar? God, I I, why do they announce these things? <laughs> Why do they do well, like that far in advance? It's I, I guess you have to. I don't know. Uh, it just to me, it just kind of makes the whole who you played out of conference yeah. argument when we when you know right. you get down to it yeah. so random and pointless. I mean, if you look at this year, we played Utah State and BYU out of conference, and they both stunk this year. Right. But when we scheduled it, yeah, they were solid programs. They weren't, you know. <laughs> whatever top 25 teams but they were that next tier of teams yeah uh so our you know when we got down to talking about going to bowls and talking about you know the football playoffs which we were in the conversation for a little bit they're like oh who did they play out of conference like well you can't know right now you look at Pitt and they're not any good <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> yeah they're like fine we, we play Pitt. they're they're terrible but who knows by 2030 or whenever this game happens maybe they're gonna be like the best team in the acc who knows um right. Yeah, exactly. But how do you? All you can do is sign f- who you can, I guess. It just makes it seem so random. Yeah, until like a year before, where they have to cancel it because of some <laughs> some sort of yeah. obligation they have to take to. I and mean, it's it's just like I think Notre Dame and Alabama just did this before. Yeah. Where like I think it was twenty twenty eight, even might have mm-hmm. been. Um, it's like yeah, it's just, it's just be like. So this year they'd be like, oh, you don't have any schedules. Like we scheduled Bama. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like twenty twenty eight. Yeah, we scheduled Pitt. Um, so yeah, I thought it was interesting that they had, well, I always think it's interesting when they announce these things so far out. Um, but the question is, is Chris still going to be the Wisconsin coach when this, this game happens? I, I'd say chances are good that he would be. Chances are good. Is Pitt still going to be mad at Chris? 
for just leaving them at their two for years. just leaving yeah at that point are they i su- suppose they're mad now yeah uh probably yeah I- i'd be interested i think that will be i hope that's the story of course it's gonna be a story the world we live in i mean if we if Beelan was still employed Oh yeah. Uh, don't you think? Yeah. Whenever in the future, if we played them in 2027, yeah. don't you think we'd get out the boo birds and oh, sure. be pretty loud about it? Yeah, that'd be great. I feel like Bill was gonna get a, a job in the Big Ten again at some point. I kind of, kind of want him to. Oh, absolutely. Like I think if he went to Iowa after Friends retires, because he's, oh my well, but if you're Kirk Friends, you're like the second highest paid coach in college football. I mean, you're yeah. not retiring; you're making that money. <laughs> We're doing nothing. But I could see I could see him going to Iowa or something. Because I think if he gets another job, it's going to be in the Big Ten. Yeah. Well, he could probably elsewhere, but. Yeah. And then we'll, I think sc- it, then we'll schedule him for 2040. Yeah. I think it'd, I think it'd be fun to, just for the, just for the, the hatred. <laughs> just, it'd be so <laughs> oh, it'd fun. Be so great. It'd be so great. I, yeah, I think that ticket would go fast just to be able to boo. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, and speaking of timing, so I had a I have a look, I have a Twitter look back for you, Casey. Okay, um, you know all those kind of apps that tell you on this day type of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know why this came up for me. It came for this week, and this was from 2010, back when the whole decision was going to happen with LeBron. Yeah. Um, you know where's he going? Miami. I guess Chicago, New York was all in the mix. I think it was Chicago, New York, and Miami. At the time, was if it? I remember okay. this right, um, but also it was, it was so crazy. If you don't, if you don't remember, you weren't paying attention right now. It was just so nuts because LeBron was meeting everybody, and there was all this speculation. And Chris Bouchard, every five minutes, was changing where he was going because he absolutely knew. And I mean, I remember being here in Chicago and like it, having all those reports go back and forth, and giving hope and not giving hope. Like we were actually kind of standing there waiting for LeBron. And then I came across this tweet from Jay Williams, of all people. Yeah. I think this is, 2010, was he like, was he really in the media at that point? Or was he just kind of getting his toes wet, I think, at that point? I don't know if he did it for shock value, but he tweeted out, I was in Chicago over the past week and heard numerous reports from some NBA guys mm. that LeBron was in town looking at condos. Oh. This is in May, yeah, May of 2010. So before the decision, obviously. And I, I saw this, and I just remember all the emotion coming flooding back over me <laughs> <laughs> when I like see these things, like oh, LeBron's co-, like little crap like that, like just hanging on to it. LeBron's coming to Chicago, and and just how it turned out just seems so ridiculous to to think about it now. And I bring it up because I think we're gonna have it again. Yeah. Um. After you know, after this this finals run now, um, that we're gonna have another one of these. Uh, these these LeBron storms and where is he going? Yeah, it, it seems like this has been happening in his his whole career, and I I get that there's the whole like player you know has he's exercising his power as a player to be able to choose where he wants to play and, and that sort of thing, and that's probably good, but it feels like it's just hurt him in the long term, like his career in the long term like when he first was in cleveland they were surrounding him with uh you know veteran players like antoine jameson and stuff to like win now yeah. like he's his first couple years in the league and they're in like win now mentality 
And then, uh, you know, I guess Miami, that kind of seems in hindsight now like just kind of a, a short period thing. And then he goes back to the Cavs. And they don't know how long he's going to be there. So they're trading Wiggins, you know, and lottery picks and stuff for Kevin Love and like an instant win now mentality. And it just, I don't know, it feels like he, if you could have. I don't know. Maybe in in hindsight, if you could have had time to go, like LeBron's going to be here for ten years. Yeah. What's our plan going to be? And then maybe he would be winning six titles instead of just having eight finals appearances. Just eight finals appearances. What a ridiculous thing to say. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. I don't feel like the organizations had a chance to plan for kind of an extended LeBron run outside right. of Miami, where it's like we're going to take this shot for this three or four years or whatever it was. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I agree with that. I agree with all that 100%. He's just all, I mean, the fact that he can get to the finals pretty much by himself is, is incredible. Yeah, to, to imagine if someone had the vision to actually build around him from the beginning. Right. For, right. You might. Maybe having a different MJ versus LeBron topic. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, where do you think he'll be next year? Still in Cleveland? I, I, I don't know. Um, I have a hard time thinking he's going to go to the West. Right. I, re- I really wouldn't see why you would do that. Um, so then the thing of the East teams, like Philly's been thrown out there. Yep. But I just, I don't know. I guess to me that just seems strange, but I could I guess I could see why they would do it, but I don't know. It seems weird. So I do think he'll be back in Cleveland, but obviously it's not going to surprise me if he's somewhere else. I just don't think he'll go to the West, and I don't care if he can go to L.A. And I hate this stupid talk. In 2018, <laughs> people are like, oh, he can go to L.A. because he has like, all these other opportunities. Like, it's 2018. He can do those anywhere, and I'm pretty sure he can afford a private jet to go back and forth. Yeah, he'll. He spends, you know, he spends off season there and stuff. It's like people know who LeBron James is. He doesn't need to, yeah, be in LA to get like an LA car dealership to <laughs> sponsor him or something, you know, or not sponsor, yeah. but you know, to to be the spokesman for. Uh, I don't know. I think he's obviously the biggest star in the league, and I don't think his. Uh, image or his his reach would increase more or less now if you're somebody like you know Kawhi Leonard's looking at maybe there's you know you're kind of been the best player on a team who's been to a finals or the second best player who's won a finals that kind of thing like you going and being the best player in LA that's a different story than LeBron it's a different situation yeah absolutely okay well I don't know we'll I, obviously, we'll find out. I don't. I think I'll, I, I think I'll be back in Cleveland. I it yeah. just seems, although I think I would have said the same thing when he went to Miami. Uh, yeah, that's true. I just that seemed like just such a, a great plan. I don't see that plan coming together with three guys who you know the three best players who are like let's all you know share this pie so that we well enough that we win. I think if he went to Philly, who is kind of the I feel like the best fit for him to win immediately, kind of thing. Yep. I don't know if those young guys are going to be like, "Hey, let's share this pie equally," kind of thing, right? Or yeah. you know, whatever it would have to be for LeBron to be on your team. <laughs> we'll see this happen. I hope there's another decision, or he's going to write his own. He's going to write, you know, another. He'll write. What did he do last time? He wrote, "I'm coming back." Oh yeah, he that was. Co- Close to MJ saying I'm back, but he had to put him coming back, right? Is that what he said? I think so. I might have just made that up just to have a dig at LeBron. Nice. <laughs> so, we'll see how he comes back this time, uh, or stays, or and then we'll see if Kat, if if they'll burn LeBron jerseys again, because that'd be funny. Oh, that would be funny. 
All right. Um, Casey. Yeah. I've been waiting all weekend for this. All weekend. All weekend for this. Are we ready for uh, Casey's corner kick? Uh, do, we have to, do we have to do it this week? I suppose, <laughs> I suppose we do. I suppose that we do. Um, well, I guess I'm glad that we had a, uh, a few days to since the game occurred, uh, the game being the Champions League final, uh, happened on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Real Madrid defeated my Liverpool team, uh, three, mine and LeBron's Liverpool team, by the way, uh, three to one. Um, in the moment, I think I would have came on and been real hot and cussing out, uh, do it. Curious. Uh, Liverpool's goalkeeper, he had the two biggest mistakes I've ever seen a goalkeeper make in one play. Uh, it was uh, 0-0 at the time. He went to roll the ball out to, I guess, the right back and didn't see Karim Benzema, the forward from Real Madrid, and threw it right off of his foot, and it went into the goal. Oh, no. So 1-0. Oh, no. Real Madrid. Uh, game comes back. Let's just skip ahead, and I'll kind of get to the middle part in in a minute. It is uh, 2-1. Um, Real Madrid's up. and So Liverpool's still kind of in it. They're trying to get that equalizer. And uh, Gareth Bale shoots from, I don't know, 30, 35 yards out. And it hits Karius's hands and goes up and over him and into the goal. 3-1. Game is over. Uh, so I was going to come on, and now that I said I was going to come on and talk about him, I've now talked about him. I was really upset and like couldn't. Oh, I was so mad. Um, but then I saw on the Twitters later uh, a video of him. He went over to uh, like where the Liverpool's section was, and he's like crying and like apologizing to him. And I like just felt so bad for him as a as a human, like I just like empathize with them. Cause I sure as hell can't play goalie. Even in my pickup games that I play, let alone on this <laughs> stage. I mean, goalie is such a weird position. Uh, Cause if you make a mistake and these were two terrible, inexcusable mistakes, but if you make a mistake, everybody remembers it is for everybody to see if you're in any other position, you know, as you get farther up the field, I guess it gets less, uh, less penalizing when you make a mistake, but you're a forward, you have a wide open shot and you miss it. Yeah, you miss it. People might remember, but the game goes on when you're a goalie and you make that mistake. It's you're on an Island for everybody to see. That's enough. Talk about goalies. Holy cow. Oh, oh, boy. That was but deep. I went, <laughs> it's hitting, hitting deep Casey. So I went into this game though. I went into the game thinking this is house money. I didn't expect to be here. I'm glad we're here. The fact that Liverpool made it to this stage was great. But then we looked really good in the first 20 to 30 minutes. We were controlling the game. Uh, we were creating better chances. And then Mohamed Salah got hurt. And it's so he's Liverpool's best player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, it's not quite like your quarterback going down because that's such an important position. And in, it's not quite like, you know, LeBron getting hurt or something because there's 11 players instead of five. But he's the team's best player. He, affected the game more than any other player. The way that he played within the system, the way he played with the other players, uh, the other forwards that Liverpool plays with, it was a huge hit. So then I'm like, all right, this isn't going to happen. <laughs> I get, I, I'm resigned. And then right away, uh, Real Madrid scores on the aforementioned uh, terrible um, 
distribution from the goalkeeper where he threw it off of another player's foot and it went in our own net. I still can't. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> so then that happened. I was like, good. I, I'm just going to sit here and watch this. And I'm emotionally detached. Then Liverpool ties it back up. Mane scores on a corner kick. I have hope again. <laughs> Hooray. Oh, the roller coaster of a so game. So I, I get back in. Um, and that, then, re, so you then can take, Real, you can take some time if you need to. Real Madrid brings on Gareth Bale, who this is not fair. <laughs> Gareth Bale is one of the I don't know seven, eight best players in the world, uh, and this kind of gets to the the point of why this was house money. I don't. I think. Maybe Mohamed Salah would have started on Real Madrid, but no other Liverpool player would have started on Real Madrid. They're just that much of a superior team. So Gareth Bale comes on, who, if he was on Liverpool, would probably be the best player in Liverpool, uh, and does scores probably the best goal, at least the best big game goal, if not the best goal, one of the greatest goals I've seen. He uh, Bicycle kick balls coming across. He bicycle kicks it with his right foot against the flow of the play into the top corner. It was an amazing goal, 2-1, and then Karras makes a big mistake later. And I think I went through maybe all seven stages of grief after the game, but a lot of them. <laughs> Started out with denial. We weren't going to any win anyway. House money, who cares? Whatever. It's just the Champions League final. <laughs> it's just the biggest prize in soccer. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Then I went on to anger. I'm looking up replays of Ramos's tackle. I mentioned that Mohamed Salah got hurt earlier. I'm not saying it was a dirty play, but I think it was a dirty play. <laughs> so look this up if you can. He, mm-hmm. Mohamed Salah is going to the ground. Ramos is holding his arm back so he can't brace his fall. His fall correctly ends up separating his shoulder. It looked a lot to me like. Uh, the hit Aaron Rodgers took against the Vikings when he broke his collarbone. And I thought when it happened, I, I thought he broke his collarbone because he f- fell and wasn't able to brace himself. Uh, and then later, Ramos is seen maybe elbowing Curious as he runs past him right in the left eye. And then Curious made mistakes to his left later on. I'm not saying Ramos is a dirty player, but you can look it up on the YouTube. He has a, but he's a dirty player. He has a track record of being a dirty player. <laughs> oh, and I was just furious doing this. And then finally, I guess the days went on. I went through some other stages of the grief and that sort of thing. And uh, I think uh, Liverpool could be back next year. They might have a better year. Had a hell of a season this year. As I mentioned earlier, watching Mohamed Salah this year was um, probably the most fun I had watching any one player play in a season i mean maybe outside of i guess aaron Rodgers' seasons have been pretty great but it's up there with that the the amount of, of fun i had watching him play uh, it was it was amazing uh we're bringing in uh a whole new uh central midfield next year with uh Chieda and just announced today uh fabinho is uh, a brazilian who they signed today so they're retooling ready to make another run next year we move on what a year! That was Casey's corner kick. Oh, very. <laughs> that was a lot very, longer than I thought it was going to be. Very animated, somber, oh, excited, man. sad. Sad you had to relive that, but it was it was worth it. Yeah, <laughs> for the corner kick. That's Casey's uh, corner kick for the week. I think that's going to do it for us for the week. All right. Uh, <laughs> just, just yeah. to, it's like emotionally drained <laughs> just from recapping the game. 
All right, if you need to you need to find us, we're at Twitter at 132Breeze. Uh, go to our website one, at 133Breeze. You can find Casey at Prof Badger, myself at MarlaJR. We appreciate all the love. Casey, you got any last words for them? Uh, as always, I hope your favorite teams win all the sports. All right. <laughs> so tough. That was so tough for you. Yeah.